Parak Aleph Mishnah Dalet. The Mishnah continues with regards to uh, cases of a dove um, and how it's related to being muhan prepared for the purposes of slaughtering it for eating on Yom Tov. If one set aside black doves and found in its place white doves, white doves and found in its place black doves, if one set aside two and found in the place that one set aside two, three, Asurim, they're not allowed to be used on Yom Tov and are not considered Muchan. The question here is that you're worried that these are not the actual doves that were meant or that were set aside. Um, the first part, uh, part of the Mishnah seems obvious that if they're black and they're found white, they're not obviously not the same doves. Um, but the Gemara relates that we're talking about a case where one sets aside or one is, uh, designates both black and white um, and founds the white in the place of the black and the black in the place of the white, that there might be a possibility that they switch places essentially, um, but we assume that they didn't and that they're actually different doves than what one originally put in there. Um, and that therefore, um, in such a case and also in the case of where one had two and found three, that there's certainly at least one dove there that's not considered muhan from before and is muksa, and therefore none of them are able to be used. Um, the Mepharshim discuss why one, why a rove, uh, just going um, in terms of the majority, especially in the second case, um, isn't operable here. Um, and there are different answers that are given. For example, um, we know that a rove might not be operable in the case of Dabr Shishlomatirim. These are doves that, if one waits till after Yom Tov, one can slaughter uh, for other purposes. So they're Dabr Shishlomatirim. They can actually be used for multiple purposes later. Or the Bale Chaim, um, that they don't uh, get swallowed up and you can't rely on a rove to use a Muksa item here. Shlosha Matashnaim, if one had three, designated three doves and found two, Mutarim, that we say that if, that it's not two different doves, that um, that that weren't designated, but essentially these are two of the three that were originally designated, and therefore they're mutter to be used um, on Yom Tov itself. Um, if one found, uh, if one designated a dove inside the nest before Yom Tov and found it right before the nest, asurim, then it's also We assume that this is actually a different dove than one originally designated. Then ancham elahim. But if that, that was the only dove um, or um, those were the only doves that, that existed in, in the dove coat beforehand, uh, we assume that they are the same doves, and therefore they're allowed to be, uh, they're, they're allowed to be used. Um, we're dealing here with cases in this Mishnah of doves that aren't able to fly well and essentially have to rely on walking in order to get from one place to another. If they're actually able to fly, then there might be an issue, or there would be an issue of trapping, and you're not allowed to do that. On, on Yom Tov. A trapping is not considered something that's mutter because of ochel nefesh, um, as other uh, things are, like shechita, other things related uh, to preparing animals. You're not allowed to trap on Yom Tov. Um, also, um, we're talking here um, in a case where you don't have a dovecote in a direct line of sight within 50 amot um, of the of the dovecote that you're using, so that we you know, that there might be a dove that wanders from a different dovecote into this dovecote, and you can't assume that it's the same dove. Um, so we're dealing here with the case where you are able to actually assume um, that because that's the only dove and there's not a dovecote directly in line of sight and we don't assume that one had walked um, from afar, um, that you should be able to use it on, on Yom Tov. 
Mishnahei. Beit Shammai Omrim. Beit Shammai says, now we're continuing again with the Machlokot, um, the arguments between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel relating to Hilchot Yom Tov. This Mishnah, we're relating specifically to issues of Simchot Yom Tov, cases where Beit Hillel is lenient because um, uh, of wanting to enable um, the mitzvah of Simcha Yom Tov. Um, the first case is Beit Shammai Omrim, Amos Salkin et Atrisim Yom Tov. Mishami says one may not remove trisim. Um, these are kind of boards that are put in front of some sort of an aro and some sort of compartments um, on Yom Tov. Um, we're talking here about uh, compartments that have things that one wants to use for the purposes of Simchot Yom Tov, um, such as uh, compartments that a vendor might use. Um, that um, And that we're worried about um, that... Uh, taking off or removing the trisim um, would seem to be sort of some sort of bone a soter, um, at least on a derabanan level. Um, and this depends. The Gemara discusses cases of where a hinge might need to be, when Beit Hillel might be moted to Beit Shammai, when Beit Shammai might be moted to Beit Hillel. Um, but in any case, Beit Hillel in this case um, is materet, um, not only is he mater to remove the boards originally, but also to put them back at the end. Um, because one needs it for Simchat Yom Tov, we're worried that if you can't actually put the boards back and put it back the way it was, um, that wouldn't, one wouldn't actually take the boards off in the first place. Um, and therefore, um, both removing the boards and also putting the boards back, it's considered mutter for the sake of Simchat Yom Tov. Bichamai, next case, Bichamai Omrim, Um, says that one can't take an Eli, um, which I'll explain in a second, um, to sort of uh, crush uh, meat uh, for use um, on Yom Tov. Um, There's discussion in the Mepharshim what exactly this is, whether this is some sort of uh, the handle of a pestle or some sort of a board that's used for crushing grain. Um, The crushing of the grain is usually um, an, an usher use that would, that would be, um, and therefore this is a kli shemalachta le'isar, um, a, a kli that's typically used for asar purposes, but you want to use it for a mutter purpose. Uh, you want to use um, a lugufo for a mutter purpose on Yom Tov. Beitila says you are allowed to do it, um, and we can interpret this because of uh, the simchat yom tov, um, and also because you're using it for a mutter purpose. And Bechamai says that one isn't allowed to use it, um, even for its mutter purpose, so that's considered a klisha malach to so that one can't use it, um, even lukufo. Next case, Bechamai omim ein notnet or lefnei hadar san veloyag bieno. When you skin an animal that's been properly shechted on Yom Tov for the purposes of eating, uh, what do you do with regard to the skin? So Beit Shammai says you can't take the skin um, and uh, put it in a place where it's going to get trampled on. Um, and you can't lift it up. Elim ken yeshvamo kazayit basar, except if in a case where it has a kazayit basar, um, some meat left on it. If it has meat left on it, then uh, you can do it. You can move it for the purposes of the meat, which is mutter, um, and it's a kli that is considered having a mutter purpose still. Um, but once the meat has been removed, um, the only purpose is either it's it's uh, purposeless, um, or you're, you're, you, it's the beginning of a ma'abed process of the tanning process, where the 
where the skin is turned into uh, some sort of some sort of other use, um, and uh, because of that, one can't move it according to Beit Shammai on Yom Tov. Beit Hillel says that you can move it because um, you're nervous that um, if one would lose the use of the ore, use lose the use of the skin, um, one would refrain from um, from doing the shechita in the first place, and therefore one would um, essentially be mevatel for themselves um, uh, the, the mitzvah of Simcha of Tiantav. Beit Shammai says, Beit Shammai Omrim, Emo tziyan lo at katan velo at lula velo at sefer Torah l'shetarabim. Beit Shammai says you can't uh, carry um, either a katan, a small child, or a lulav, or a sefer Torah, and a shetarabim an yom tov. Obeytila says you can carry it. Uh, this relates to the issue of once you have um, a malacha that's mutter or made mutter for the purposes of ochel nefesh, can it be done? Can you say mitoch shehutra letzorach ochel nefesh, hutar nami letzorach lo nefesh? That a malacha that's now been made mutter for the purposes that you can carry, for example, food, um, for the purposes of Ochel Nefesh on Yom Tov. Um, can you also carry other things for other purposes of the Yom Tov, even if it doesn't directly relate to some sort of um, eating? Uh, Beit Shammai says that we don't have this principle of mitoch, that once you have it mutter for the purposes of eating, you could carry it for other purposes. But Beit Hilo says you do have this principle of mitoch, and therefore you can carry both the small child, the lulav, and the sefer Torah. Um, the Mepharshim discuss why we specifically say here a kata and a lulav and a sefer Torah, and what are the sort of parameters of this mitzvah, of this um, halacha of mitoch in general. Um, is it only these things, or other things as well? For example, lulav and a sefer Torah are for the purposes, the sake of a mitzvah on Yom Tov. So if it's for the purposes, the sake of a mitzvah on Yom Tov, do we say that even things that are not for the purposes of a mitzvah on Yom Tov, you also could carry? Um, if it's not for Ochel Nefesh. Or, um, or, you know, do we say, for example, the Katan, do we say that it's only for things that are needed um, for Yom Tov? Um, but things that are not needed for Yom Tov, you can't, you can't carry. So that's a discussion um, amongst the Mepharshim in terms of how far does one extend uh, this principle of Mitoch. <laughs>